This episode is powered by Tom DeLeo Day Financial Planning Services. On today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Whenever you endeavor to give from an empty cup, it's a manipulation. You're trying to get something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether it's approval, whether it's getting person to do or to say, it's a manipulation. Don't give from an empty cup. Yeah. Get to the place where you understand that you are enough. And if you don't feel that you're enough, start to find and endeavor to find out your whys. And in, in the midst of finding out your whys you are, the way you are, why you feel the way you feel, why you think the way you think, why you react the way you react, why you respond to situations. When you figure that stuff out, understanding in the midst of figuring it out, you're going to start to locate your people. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on ladies' night, focusing on self-care for black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. We're going to get right into today's topic, and if you read the ticker tape, it is about people pleasing. Are you a people pleaser? I'm going to bring my handsome guest out of the back room into this broadcast. Hey, what's up? What's up, guys? What's going on? <laughs> I appreciate those kind words. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Shucks. I'm a single guy. What's up? Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> That's right. 
It depends. We'll see how much of a people pleaser you are, right? Black girls, get your shift together. You know I'm supporting that. You know I'm supporting that. Because when women shift, the world is moved. The world exactly. is moved. So I'm going to give you a couple of hellos. Oh, we know someone quite familiar right here. Hello, Relationship Gumbo Podcast. He said, let's go. Yeah, what up? Derek Jones, what up? Relationship Gumbo. Right, and that's let everybody know that's how Gunterman and I met via... Sit. That's it. Real Part shop talk. Real shop talk. I'm representing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we have uh, Lalita. Hey, La, what up? That's my bestie right there. What up, Lalita? Hi, bestie. Do you know this person, John Jay? Nope, from Ireland, but he a friend. You're my friend now. What's up, John Jay from Ireland? I appreciate right. you. And G Hurt says, "Good evening, everyone." Hey. G Hurt. Now, is this the same G Hurt? I think from yesterday. Was it? Is it G Hurt? Remind me. Talk to us, G Hurt. Is this? Is this the same person from yesterday? We'll find out. Yeah, we'll soon find out. Well. Okay. <laughs> These new faces that I'm seeing, please, you all go ahead and subscribe to my page, especially you, John Jay from Ireland. I'm loving that. <laughs> all right, let's get right into it. I want everyone who's listening, I want you to put some light bubble emojis if G Hurt said it is her from yesterday. Hey, what's up? What from? That's from, she's from, she's living in Senegal. Africa, <gasps> Senegal, right? Senegal, Senegal. I'm not quite sure. I'm saying it right. Senegal, Senegal. Sister, yes. She good energy yesterday. So good energy. I love Thank it. you so much for showing up. I appreciate you definitely. She showed up again. Give me some Senegal love and subscribe. G yeah, because I think it's like twelve thirty, something like twelve o'clock at night. Twelve thirty at night, her time. So it's like dope. You are so dope right now. <laughs> She's it's, like, it's me. There you go. What's up? Oh. If she has a question, you got to pop her up on screen because she's awesome. Yes. And let everybody know for sure. I am definitely going to drop the link soon. If you want to come on board and ask Gunterman any questions respectfully, definitely come on board. Oh, Oh, she said it's from Monday. Wake up with Tony Watts. Oh, this G her done now is connecting. There it is. There it is. Done. I saw, then I, I saw have her. never met her. Then I've never met her. But mm -hmm. I've I've seen the pieces of his show, but I've yet to meet her. I think I'm supposed to be on the show, one of these up and coming things. So I'm looking forward to it. Hey. Uh -uh, the chair talks in the house. That's it. Hey, bestie. <laughs> so nice yes, to me. <laughs> to Sherry, e even you, if you want to come on and ask Gunterman a question. Oh, she already, look, she already has a question. <laughs> okay, I'm going to drop the link in a minute to Sherry. So if this, I'm going to read off a couple of statements. If this sounds familiar to anyone, please drop some light bulb emojis. So when you're in a relationship, do you go along to get along with your partner? You know, and this could be in jobs or partnerships as well. So just think about it. Um, are you always trying to be the bigger person despite how it rattles your core, your soul? Or are you going to do the right thing despite your boundaries being so severely violated? Mm. 
or does speaking your truth make you uneasy? Or do you use God or your higher power or whoever your higher vortex as an excuse for allowing someone to run over your emotional boundaries like a Mack truck? Will they hate me? I'm just going to go on and do it. Does that sound familiar to anyone? If it does, put those light bulb emojis. Because it sounds familiar to me. Does it sound familiar to you, Gunterman? <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. Really? You know, being an, an entertainer, and I don't think that this is where it stems from, but it's it's a part of it. Being an entertainer, I grew up a dancer, choreographer, then I turned into a, a motivational crowd hype man type of thing. This is what I do for a living. And um, you're always kind of performing with the hopes that people will enjoy the things that you do, mm. you know, but let that be work not your every day. Because if you don't allow people to experience the real you, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing them a disservice because they will never get to pick and choose to see what's actually right for them. Mm -hmm. Are you always pleasing them? They don't know what works for you, nor will you ever get to see a relationship where you can actually be yourself and be loved for it. For your true authentic self. Yeah, true. You know, like it's even more than authentic. You know, people say authentic, but authentic is a lot of times based on what, what makes you comfortable. So you could be authentically doing something that's uncomfortable because you're so used to doing it. So that's your authentic self, but your true self, mm. true self, truth is not changing. You know, me pleasing you and I'm going to end up holding it against you in the long run. Yes. Me pleasing you. And I'm going to be holding it against you sooner or later because after a while, I'm not seeing as, no, I'm pleasing you. I'm the one who started this. I'm, I'm not seeing it that way after a while. After a while, it's you. You making me do it. Right. So look, what does people pleasing look like to you? Being a yes man, trying to, trying to almost the things that you listed, but it's almost like Thinking of ways to so satisfy your partner that you lose sight of your views are important also. And sometimes they need the opposition in a relationship mm. to, 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 to know that you're alive. Like no person wants everyone to keep saying yes, or I'll do this for you and I'll do that for you. People want the pushback. How would they grow if you never give them pushback? It sounds like stagnant. Well, no, I see. I don't even believe there's nothing, no such thing as stagnant because either you're growing or you're digressing. Either you're growing or you're digressing. There is no status quo. Your decisions like, that you make will either push you forward uh, or pull you back from being your real self. Mm. I read somewhere that that can be rooted in trauma, um, being a people pleaser. Yeah. Like if you ask any person that says, oh, bubbly, I'm a giver. I'm a giver in my relationships. I'm the giver. What are you really saying? I've been through some stuff. And because yeah. I've been through some stuff, I'm trying not to show up as myself anymore. Wow. Since I've been through some stuff. I'm going to keep giving to you so you can stay with me. 
since I've been through some stuff, mm. I'm going to keep giving to teach you how to give back to me. I'm going to keep giving with the hopes that one day you'll be more like me. Trauma. Ouch. Trauma. Yeah. You know, it took me to go to therapy to realize that I too, I'm a recovering people pleaser, but I had no idea. And then prepping for this show, I was reading some articles. Oh my God. It was rattling my soul. Talk about the layers of the onion being peeled back. I had no idea how it was showing up. Even as an adult, <laughs> it, it, it didn't make me feel good, but I had to sit in it because there goes that Ooh. growth that you were talking about. Right. You know, mm. like you have to understand that there is power with living your truth. There's actual power. Like when you keep looking back at your past relationships and you find yourself always blaming the other person and you could even be the honest person when you say, you know what? I think about my relationships. I can remember the parts that I played in it. But in truth, when you get in your moments, you're not really fully always blaming yourself for a situation not going right. But you forget about the parts where you accepted things to take place in your life, in your presence, and you made it okay for the other person to keep doing particular things. Yes. Let me tell you, I forgot the name of this book. I did a live with a, another therapist and it was talking about how men show up and uh, infidelity deep in the relationship and how a woman, not saying all women, but how some women show up because we want to keep our man so bad. We're cooking for him. We're being June Cleaver, the perfect wife. Supposedly, like you said, the people pleasing, knowing damn well she's not expressing how she, what she really wants to say and how his cheating is hurting her. So, so she still has sex with them. And this is the term that rattled my soul. And they said it was a term called pass, passive promiscuity. Rattled mm. me to my knees. Mm. <laughs> but we're going to please our man. That's some trauma right there. Talk Absolutely. about a trauma response. <clears throat> you know, when... When you stop and you think about it, whenever you're giving and doing outside of your comfort or truth, mm-hmm. it's actually a bribe. It's a form of manipulation. Strong manipulation. And if you are manipulating a situation, when you get what you are manipulating, to, what are you setting up to receive, will never meet your core needs. It may give you what you want. But that which you receive will never meet your core need. It won't. It's a bribe. Please, please act right. Please act right. Here's dinner. Please act right. Pick me. Pick me. Yeah. Oh, I don't trust my higher power to bring me better. I don't trust my higher power. But I will pass on and post all about God this and God that and And yet I do not trust him myself because of what I've been through in the past. And I believe that will be my future. 
I can't let go of my past because I actually believe that that is what is to come in the future. And if that is what is to come, why would I ever trust in my higher power? Question. Why do you think it's hard for some people to let go of the past? Because it's so hold on to, to you know it's what's not right. It's very defining. It's very defining. You know, you, you know, you get to the place of wanting to love and to be loved, wanting to love and to be loved and to get yourself to to such a vulnerable position. You expect the Mm -hmm. other person to treat that with the same integrity and trust and passion that you're serving it up with. When you're ignoring so many of the things that tell you that who you're giving this over to isn't right to you, isn't right for you, isn't right, isn't treating, isn't right to you or reading right for you. You now get to the place where you no longer trust that your value will bring you better, that mm. your value is what's going to shift what's to be expected in your life. When you start to give that stuff up, and, and I, we, you know, we talk about the red flags. You know, we do talk about the red flags. But what are red flags? Red flags are opportunities for you to have a discussion on something that throws you off. Yes, that's simply what a red flag is—an opportunity, an opportunity. But oftentimes, if we want what we want, when we want it, if we want what we want, when we want it, what do we do? We kind of make allowances. We kind of let it slide this time. But that which you establish in the beginning now becomes the foundation with you stand on. That's that benchmark. Absolutely. Now, now how? How do you move forward on things that you know don't bring you comfort, don't bring you peace, don't allow you to be the real you? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the part that I worked on. Let's hear it. If you blow past the red flag and you keep moving forward, what does that make you? I would definitely say a manipulator for sure. The wrong one in the relationship. Oh, ah. Let's stop and think. Now, here we go. I'll take you there. This is this is this is gun to man one on one. Get it. <laughs> If you blow past a red flag, which is in opposition to your truth, that means you are now saying that though that area of that person's life isn't meeting a core need, something that you value, Mm. isn't you know your boundaries, it's it's not meeting one of those core needs. You now become selfish because now you're saying, I want to hold on to this part that I like this part that I like, and this part that I like. All the rest I could do without. But these things, I'm going to keep on moving forward with this guy because, or this woman because of these things that I just want to hold fast to. And you're denying your core need being met. You are selfish. You're now latching onto someone and holding onto them for your own selfish reasons. When you know if it doesn't match your core needs, if it's not speaking to your core needs, he's not right for you. She's not right for you. But guess what you do? Whenever he or she acts like themselves, you give them heck for it. You give them words for it. You give them attitude. You feel the disappointment. You feel the pain. You tell your friends and this and this and that. 
you want to complain and complain and complain, but you you kept moving forward after the red flag, and mm. now you're mad at them for being themselves. You became selfish. Can someone put a light bulb emoji in the comment section for me? <laughs> Just say it. But Damn. people don't see it that way. Think about it. You don't want to see, you want to blame the other person. And blaming the other power, the, blaming the other person is a position of taking away your power. Blaming the other person is taking away your power. You want to own situations because if you could own it, then you can say all my bad decisions from the past got me what I saw in my life. But if I don't blow past the red flags, if I make the better decisions that line up to my truth, I'm guaranteed to get that which is right for my life. Yes. Trust that I will get what's right for my life. The bad decisions got me there. The ignoring things got me there. The allowances, which is like one of the worst things because it's you beating yourself up. You allow someone to be and to do that which is against that, which is your truth, is you beating yourself up because you're allowing it to happen. Because some people say, oh, I'm the good one. I'm the good one. I'm always doing this. How do you not? He can't say that I'm not doing this and I don't show support and I do this and I do that. And you'll make your list because when I started pursuing this relationship life coaching thing, I came up with the concept years ago that when people talk about their story, they share it from three perspectives, from three okay. places. They're either sharing it from a place of being the hero in the story, all the things I did right, how I went out my way, and the things that I made come together, how I supported, how I showed up, You're the hero, all the things you did right, or the victim, all the things that they did wrong despite all the wonderful things that I did right to show the love, show the support. You're going to talk about the deeds. How could he or how could she? Hero or victim. It's mm. very rare for when I'm talking to my boys or you're talking to your lady friends, you're going to talk about you being a villain. All the dirty things you did wrong to make that situation what it was. It's rare. You do not talk about those things. Now, say if you're woke. Oh, you're woke. You're, 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 you're aware. You're aware. I'm so aware. You may mention some of the things that you have done wrong, but guess what the majority of your conversation will be about? All the things you did right and all the things they did wrong because yeah. you will not. You want to blame the other person, but it's removing your power. It's taking away your power from you saying that I have the ability to put together a relationship, to be a part of a relationship that allows me to be the real me. That if I choose to look past these things, negative things will come out of it. So I can't do that. I am forced to be my truth. Forced to be my truth. Mm, so I can finally see what life is to be the real me. So how did you navigate in your past relationships? Were you, did you see yourself more as a victim, hero? I was the people pleaser. I would just keep giving and giving and giving and giving. Yeah. Um, I think mine is that I, re I learned in recent years, recent times that I came from a place of a person that had a bit of a abandonment issues. Mm. 
Um, I grew up with my mom and dad. They're still together, loving mom and dad, love, still used to love each other. You know, <laughs> I had that example of growing up with dad in the house. Um, but my mom was sick often. Mm. And because she was sick often all throughout my childhood, she was in and out the hospital often. You know, my mom has what's that, you know, that high blood pressure that spikes out of nowhere. Oh. Know the, 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 but some women know about it. Like your your blood pressure spikes. So you're in and out the hospital because you just don't know. My When my dad was with my mother and went to the doctor, the, one of the first times it happened, the doctor says, I don't give your wife maybe five years more to live. That's really? how bad it is because it spikes so bad. Rough yeah. pressure could be through the roof. So as as them having kids, me being one of them, time goes on. She's in and out the hospital. So me, as the only boy of two girls, whenever she had to go into the hospital, and my dad, of course, being absolutely in love with my mom, he would be by her side. That means he can't watch us. That means I, being the boy, had to be dropped somewhere, dropped somewhere, dropped somewhere, dropped somewhere, dropped somewhere, all the time. My sisters would were stuck together. So wherever they were dropped, I wouldn't even tell you. I wouldn't even know. They were dropped together, and I was dropped as a boy separate. So growing up as a kid, 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 young, constantly seeing my dad in the hospital, watching over my mom. When I'm back home, I'm, I'm staying with an auntie. I'm staying with an uncle. I'm staying with this one. Grew mm. up with abandonment. Will they be here for me? Am I valuable enough to keep showing up? Even though I'm like, my mom's in the hospital. But to a kid, all you know is that you're by yourself. Right. Kids cannot process that at no, all. No, you know, like these people, but you can't, I do not doubt the love that they have for me, how they treated me, how they were there for me, but you still understand that I'm being dropped off. And that's what you remember. You remember I'm being dropped off. So in relationships, I guess that habit just kept on going, mm-hmm. trying to always prove my worth by giving, 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 or manipulating, saying, please stay, or manipulating and say, why are you not paying attention to the way that I give and give like me? But the bad habit of givers is that we tie ourselves to what? Takers. Yeah. Go ahead, because it serves us. We are allowed to give the way that we know love. Love is to give. Love is to give. So we tie ourselves to people that will be willing to take from us. Mm. But we give and give to the point of where it becomes a manipulation. And that's where we're off. It, uh, yeah, that resonates because uh, listening to you is literally like a mirror version of how I grew up. Almost exactly without the uh, a parent in the hospital, in and out of the hospital, but there definitely was emotional abandonment for mm. sure. So it, it shows up just like what you're saying right now. Well, yeah. You know, plus, yeah. plus I was the middle child. And you know, middle child, we have issues because the little one gets it because they're little. The older one gets it because they're older. And then I'm a boy. So girls get so much more stuff because they're girls. I don't process all that. All I know is like, by the time, I tell you this, by the time I was 12 years old, I say, I'm getting a job. And I, be, and I found a job at 12 years old. So throughout Junior high school and my whole entire high school life, my parents never had to buy my clothes. Really? Because I was like, you're not going to tell me no. 
you're not, I'm not going to give you the opportunity to tell me no. I'll just get it myself. And my paper route was huge. You weren't paper boy, huh? I was a paper boy. That's right. <laughs> I would rush home after school and go do my paper papers so I could get back home to watch He-Man. <laughs> Not He-Man. <laughs> By the power of Grayskull. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, topic, excuse me. But that was the truth. That was my truth. You want to hear something interesting? It's kind of off topic, but on it. Go for it. Story time. So I was reading this article about people pleasing. And there was an article about this airline, uh, this this pilot. They were flying from Columbia to New York. So... um, the plane was having problems on landing. So they were running out of fuel. So they called into the air traffic controllers, Americans, and said, hey, this is what's going on. We need to find somewhere to land now. And the United, the American air traffic controller just didn't pay attention. Well, he was paying attention, but he was going on what the Colombian pilot was saying but he wasn't being assertive enough. Like, no, we need to land now. We're running out of fuel. So the air traffic controller said, well, we're just going to send you out a couple more miles. Well, in that time, the plane ended up running into a hillside in a village and it killed 73 people out of 150 something people. So they did research on the, on the background check and the pilot, the Colombian pilot, people were saying that he was known as such a really good guy. He never wanted to say no. And guess what? He was a middle child. Yeah. So while you're talking, I'm like, damn, it must be true. Oh, must yeah. be. Middle child syndrome is very real. Yep. Man. It got me to starting to work at 12 years old. I just I nope, you're not gonna tell me no. You're not going to tell me no. So I'm going to get what I want. I'll figure it out. And I did. Yeah. All four years of high school, never had to ask my parents for clothes, whatever it was. Wow. I made money. <laughs> I see. And you see how it carried over. You hustle. Not Gunter, man. Hustle, man. <laughs> <laughs> May I read a couple of comments? Please, please, because it's hard for me to look at the comments and listen. So please, it's up I to got you. you. So Tashara says, <laughs> I knew I was a people pleaser, not just because I'm a good person. Then I realized that I had to that it had to do with trauma. Yes, ma'am. It's same here, Tashara, for sure. Oh, this is a good one. Blind guy and his wife said, trauma will have us winning as <laughs> Trauma athletes. I love that. <laughs> and losing in truth. I love that. I may have to make that a part of my own. Um, yeah. Blind guy, Instagram. that's a lot. That is what you forfeit when it comes to living your truth. It's not worth. It's not worth the lie. It's not worth the give. It's just not worth it. Think about it. If you're still single. For those who are still single, what do you have to lose by always living the truth in the next relationship or in just start with your friendships? Practice on your friends. 
What do you have to lose? Because it's never worked out before. It never worked out before. So try. Try always being the realest version of yourself. Coming and answering from a place of that's genuine to you, even if you have to explain it, because that's part of it. I don't know. It's never really an answer. But sometimes you moving and operating from a place you're just, it's just not registering. Exactly. So these false truths exist. These false truths exist, and you're operating from these things that are not true about you. But you have to learn it. Go ahead, you say. I love what you said. You have to learn it. And because it's so foreign to us people, recovering people, pleasers, standing in your truth is probably going to feel uncomfortable. More than likely it is because the way we've navigated before. But I feel like it's very important to sit in it, feel the uncomfortableness, but continue to do the work and standing in your truth for right. sure. Uh, I have another comment from blind guy and his wife. She said, passive promiscuity is one of those pick me tactics that the person is suffering through, but sadly unaware of. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. That one that resonated. And Tashara wanted to know what you know about he man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. The power of grace for the power of grace. And Ramisha said, I learned I was a people pleaser growing up in foster homes and group homes. I never want people without, whether if it's food, shelter, love. Wow. Ramisha, thank you for sharing that, sis. Uh, She says, I give, 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 even when I'm empty. Right. And you have to understand, Ramisha, make sure I pronounce it correctly. Ramisha, whenever you endeavor to give from an empty cup, it's a manipulation. You're trying to get something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether it's approval, whether it's getting person to do or to say, it's a manipulation. Don't give from an empty cup. Yeah. Get to the place where you understand that you are enough. And if you don't feel that you're enough, start to find and endeavor to find out your whys. And in, in the midst of finding out the whys you are, the way you are, why you feel the way you feel, why you think the way you think, why you react the way you react, why you respond to situations. When you figure that stuff out, understanding in the midst of figuring it out, you're going to start to locate your people. Mm. Your people With finding your people, it's comfort. It's reflection of who you're endeavoring to be being reflected back to you to let you know that it's the right way to go. This is you endeavoring to figure out the whys behind your giving, but from a place of, I want to be genuine every time I do and to stop myself whenever I'm trying to get something with my giving. Whenever I'm trying to get something with my giving, it's never going to give you that which you receive. It's never going to meet your core yeah. needs. It's just not. So don't don't keep giving and giving and teaming from an empty place because it's just all manipulation and it will profit you nothing. Will it serve the other people? Yes. But at your detriment, at a detriment to you, don't lose you in the midst of giving. Let yeah. them see the best version of you. 
Because you being true to you is one of the greatest gifts you can give to the people around you. It's the greatest gift. Mm -hmm. Living your love for self. Living your love for self. Absolutely. You know, like, as I remember, like, since we talk about plane flights, you know, when the plane's going, it says if that mask drops down, what do you do first? You put your mask on first. And then you attend to the people that are around you, kids, whatever. But I really love my kids. How am I not going to take it and do for my kid? No. Well, if you are passed out, ain't nothing you could do for your kid. So you got to put on love you first. Then you can help those around you. So you're giving from a full cup, a fully functioning cup. And that's where that's where love is. And that's the example that the people, the people around you need to see. It's the example your kids need to see. It's the example your husband needs to see. Mm. You know, like typically the fathers are like, hey, you know, they don't let their kids do for them. Hey, baby, I got you. Hey, baby, I got you. Kids, I take care of you. No, no, no. Can Daddy, can I do for you? No, no, I got you. I'll take care of this. I got you. I got you. Everything's I got you. But when you get older, if you never taught your kids how to, to, to be towards you, how are they going to take care of you when you get older? That's right. You got to teach, let them do for you so they know what you like and how you like it. It, It's not a shot on your your inability to provide or to do. No, no. I got you is is not always a power trip. You got to let go of I got you and say, please do so I can teach you what works for me. Absolutely. It's self-sacrifice. And not in a good way. No, not even in a little bit in a good way. No, No, I mean, truly like a violent act upon self. That's that's what those allowances are. Remember, we talk about allowances. If you allow, you can think about all the wonderful things you are in a relationship that they never have to worry about me cheating. They never, because I'm always there. Man, but you allow negativity, things that they find comfort in, but it doesn't bring you comfort. You allow those things to come on. It's like you punching yourself in the face. Repeatedly. That's it. You doing this to yourself and the relationship is going to fail still. It's still going to fail. It really will. You know, um, if you all enjoying this content and you want to keep my throat parched speaking about filling a cup i'm gonna drop a link if you'd like to buy me a coffee for my next live would be so amazing you know i'm gonna drop that link right now (laughs) and gunterman i'm gonna read some other there goes the coffee link if you'd like to purchase me a coffee for my next or just to be a a content follower just to support the page would be amazing there you go thank you so um also i'm gonna drop the link again if anyone would like to come on (coughs) and ask gunter man a question and while i'm doing that i want to tell everybody how gunterman and i met well like i said earlier we met through Derek through Relationship Gumbo podcast, but what motivated me for asking me to uh, asking him to come on my show, he was on with Tashara talks, and the conversation they had was it was just it resonated with me. And if anyone who knows Tashara, she's my energizer buddy. But she was something about Gunterman just. 
made her just calm. And she was being so authentic and transparent. And I was just sending her love through these. You know, it was through Instagram. I was giving her some Instagram love. Yeah. So I said, you know, I want this brother on this show. (laughs) I I do. And that really resonated. And thank you again for coming on. Of course. This is my pleasure. This is awesome. This is good stuff. May I read a few more comments? Mm -hmm. You may know this person. He said, you mean it's not cool to trick? (laughs) (laughs) We just had a John Singletary moment. (laughs) This message was brought to you from John Singletary. That's right. Father Bill, that's right. (laughs) Okay, now on to the real comments. This was very good right here. These types of talks are helping us to learn how to deal with others that we thought were just problematic. Heck, to deal with ourselves too. Yeah, you know, like I said, the power is knowing the part that you're playing in these relationships. Taking your power back and understanding that Certain things will not exist if you weren't allowing them to take place, if you weren't giving them these allowances, or if you weren't becoming selfish, holding fast to the bits and pieces that you like in the person, trying to have a real relationship with them. It's not fair. You're holding them captive from finding the right person themselves. So here it is. Think about it. If you're picking and choosing bits and pieces of a person that you're just going to hold fast to and call it your relationship, what are you actually doing if you know that they're not right for you? Because you blew past the red flags. And if it's one, there's going to be more than one. So they're not right for you. You're going to hold them captive in a relationship, stopping them from finding their right person. Oh, stopping them from finding the right person. And you expect to be blessed. How? You steal it from someone else. And now you want to be blessed because you deem yourself what? The good one. Right. I'm a good one. I'm loyal. That's right. You are holding on to someone that you know is not right for you for your own personal gain and preferences. You're stealing time from them moving on and you expect to be blessed. Who's going to bless you? Who's going to bless that? Spirit doesn't work that way. Mm -mm. (laughs) The universe does not. The parts of you that you fake or you manipulate. Mm. He can't do it. Tashura Talks says, I have many sides to me relationships that, <laughs> that makes me pop off because of triggers. But I got something coming where you will see another side of me. Can you explain? I think I know where you're going with, but I just want some clarity. Tashura. Yeah. So wait on her her response. Or to Shara, you can always come on. I did drop the link. <laughs> so we're going to pivot and we're going to talk. I'm going to pull up this infographic, see if it comes up on different ways. Let's see. Strategies to stop people pleasing. Can you see that? It was up first, but you had to drop Tashira's comment first. There you go. Now pop it up. All right. Boom. Boom. 
seven strategies to stop people pleasing. Would you like to pick one of the three? Gunterman. Or I can go here. I mean, I'm just going. Go back to the first one. Yes, sir. These are just small, excuse me. Be fair. Yes, be fair. Be fair. So So let's talk about that. Well, can we read it? Because this will be in the audio podcast. So, and these are people, these are just a few strategies. There's so many. I just picked some out right here. And Gunterman picked out, be fair. Am I being fair to myself and others in my life? It says, if something, it couldn't read the rest of it. If And it's blocked off. So <laughs> we'll make it up. <laughs> if I'm not willing to live my truth. That's it. You deny so many people in your circle of friends or your acquaintances the opportunity to see love and light out of you. Because whenever you don't, whenever you're not allowed to live your truth, it's coming from a place of feeling less than. And if you feel less than, how are you acting? How are you taking on? And so when even when you laugh and joke, people are kind of wondering, but this is the stuff he talks about. How is he laughing in this? Right. People see, especially your kids. Oh, if you have kids, the greatest gift is to love yourself. If you have kids, let them see you loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Let them see that. Because they know they know it's okay for them to to stick with who they really feel they are. Absolutely. And it's okay. It's okay. You don't always have to be in agreement with someone. But in when you disagree, the downside with it is sometimes you're going to have to explain that. And if you feel that your words don't have weight or value or that you have a hard time explaining it, that could be a difficult for some people. That's why when you get into an argument with someone, you can argue back or you could give them the harder thing to do Answer with kindness and then say, tell me why. Give them no reason to to hold on to something else. That sounds like effective communication to me, sir. Well, yes, but it's harder for the person who's mad. You Like you figured, like you come at me wrong. I'm going to be mad at you. You expect me to come back and you can just stick with that energy. But that problem that exists is never going to be addressed. Just the energy, rah, 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 rah. But... If you really want to be stubborn, really want to be stubborn, stop and say, ooh, that offended you? I see how you're coming at me. Tell me what happened. Absolutely. Yes. You know how hard it is for the person to now come down from that energy and say, "Mm, you, for the last few weeks and months, you've been doing this and try to organize all that stuff. That's the more painful route. Make them do more painful thing. And what you're doing actually is affording yourself the opportunity to see how you are operating. You know, you don't know what it's like to date you. So if you think that you're always right, you're losing. You're losing opportunities. You're losing opportunities to find out how you show up in life, to Mm. find out how you come off to other people. 
in the world full of service, I mean, you can think about the things you do in life to bring your own success, but that's not stuff that's true success. True success is what? What you allow other people to to accomplish, helping people through to their journey, their accomplishments, their goals. That's where real life takes place. Just serving you, there's no power in that. Just serving you, just doing things to make sure you're okay. Kudos to you. No, it's doing all that you got to do to make sure things work out. And then you also make sure you take time out to help the world around you. Mm. There's only three things typically that increases happiness. Three things, three things, three things. One is self-growth, doing things that allow you to see life in a new, more effective, more powerful, more connected with self kind of way. Growth, things that interest me, I'm daring to go do, to learn, you know, being uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, finding new things. in it. That's it. You know, that's what allows you to feel real happiness about life how you take on the world. The second thing, community, community service, going out there and making the world a better place. Those things brings genuine happiness Mm -hmm. to your life. The last thing is the most important part of the three, but all three are necessary. Close relationships, close relationships. Imagine something as, as, as important as a close relationship that person never got to see or to meet the real you Mm. because you're so busy trying to satisfy them that you deny them access to the real you. You don't always know what's right for you. You don't always know what you prefer. And you think that you're going to figure out what the other person prefers? How does that work? You don't even know what you always want. Exactly. Just by looking at them or watching a few things and saying, oh, 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 yeah, I'm going to do this because I know they're going to like it. No, no, you don't know what their preference are. The other person isn't you. The other person isn't you. And since they're not you, no matter how many times you show up, no matter how many times you serve them, no matter how many times you go out your way, no matter how many times you had epic moments with them, no matter how many times you had a great sex with them, None of that stuff is going to make them always think the way you think, react the way you react, address situations the same way you do, Mm -hmm. deal with head-on important things the way you do. The other person is not you. So you have to allow that grace to take place for them to be themselves, setting up an environment where you can be yourself and they can be themselves where you won't deny them access to the real you, which ends up hurting you in the long run. Be you and understand how important that is. Not only be you, stand up on your soapbox and be you. (laughs) There's my soapbox right there. Soapbox, stand up on it and dare to be you. Dare, herald your truth, test it. You know, when we started talking before the show, you said, would you be okay with people popping on screen and asking, popping on screen and asking questions? I'm like, yes. I said, yes, oh, yeah. because I have so worked this relationship things that I'm not speaking from something I read in a book. I did no prep work for this meeting today. 
Because if I can't speak from a place of real truth and passion and work, this isn't stuff that I've come up with by reading someone else's work and saying, okay, I'm just going to regurgitate it to you as if it's my truth. No, no, I failed in marriage. And because I failed in marriage, I put in work to figure out how to get this damn thing right. Right. I put in work to find out how can I be connected to people to the point of alignment because to feel the feeling of connection is easy. You know, that could that could be put together or made happen because of so many different things. It looks so different. Oh, yeah. But alignment is different. That means questions and conversations had to take place. So, you know that these people are your people. And if you fall in love with one of them, that's okay. Because yeah. when you fall in love, you're, you're falling in love from a place of that you're already love. Exactly. You're not for love. And now, I, go ahead, say your part. Well, I love what you said because you're coming from a place where you love yourself as opposed to filling up other people's cups, uh, putting gas in other people's cars, so to speak. Meanwhile, your tank is on empty. You're yep. not depleted by or, any means. You're full. Or you're looking for it from someone else. If yeah. I'm already love, I'm not looking for you to be love. If I'm already happy, I'm not looking for you to provide happiness. If I'm already at peace, I'm not looking at you to be my peace. But I'm looking for someone that I myself will give you opportunities, afford you opportunities to reveal your love, to share your love, to show your love. Because me, all I'm looking to do is to reveal my love, display my love, to show my love, because I'm already love, which takes off the weight of the other person. I'm not expecting you to be these things for me. But what you're doing is giving me more opportunities to do what I already am, love. That's amazing. I hope someone felt that because I did. And um, (laughs) Tashara says, (laughs) of course, uh, all this love talk, feeling mushy. And and it should. So uh, speaking of feeling mushy, and all this love, I'm going to bring somebody on. Can you see who's in the back room? Uh-uh, nope, I can't. I'm going to bring them on. You may know may know them. Hey, Consumers. <laughs> we got trouble in the house. That's right. Why do everybody, here. Why do everybody call me trouble? Hey, I'm look, look, look. Everybody's like trouble. Hey, look, look, look. You know what my trouble, the first word above your trouble is what? Good. Good trouble. That's it. Good trouble. Good trouble. I got a question. For me? Yes. Because yesterday I heard you say you have a 33-year-old daughter. So I'm trying to figure out what in the Benjamin Button is going on with you. Yeah. I need to know your age. Because I'm like, wait a minute. Now, I know I got a 27-year-old and I know how old I am. Cause you know we we in the same era, you yeah. know. So- I, I I think that's that's been a bit without without the jokes. That's been a part of my my struggle when it comes to dating. Cause um 
oftentimes I'm doing these lives and charts and they'll hit me up and they have these conversations behind the scenes. Oh, you know, I, I have an interest. I love your energy, your smile. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is this. And they'll share all these things with me and, you know, they go back and forth and then, then they're like, I'm like, okay, so yeah. So how old are you? All right. Um, blah, 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 years old. They're like, look at my face. This is a very <laughs> genuine thing. Like, that stage is my that stage of my dad. Yeah, exactly that. So what do you do with that? The average woman that tends to come at me to speak to me and talk to me is in late 30s. Late 30s. Yeah. Um, I'm much older than late 30s. So they say, okay, well, he must be, because they're all thinking around 30-something. They're all thinking maybe about 30-something. Okay, they push it, maybe early 40s. But they ain't thinking, yeah. You ain't, so you just ain't going to tell me, because you you, you went all around the question. Well, look, I I ain't go around the question, but I'm answering it for you. You know you're not. You know you're not, because I'm trying to see if you're older than me, if you're the same age as me. No, I'm most likely older than you. Because when, really? yeah, typically when I when I speak to people mm-hmm. and they then they talk to me, I say whatever age you think, write it on a piece of paper. Whatever you think, write it on a piece of paper. Write it down. So write down what you think. If you didn't know anything about the daughter and all that stuff, what age were you thinking? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna text you what age. Uh, no, 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 no. You can put it. You can put it down. He's 85. Yeah, no. These are the conversations I have behind the scenes all the time. So I said, whatever you number you think it is, put it down. And then I said, whatever that number is, add 10 years to it. No, not gonna no. do that. So no. she stole my no. thunder, said gun to man, he's 85. Now leave the man. First, he's bothering him, okay? <laughs> yeah, but I like it. I like it. I like the energy. I get but, the same but it's, thing. It's, you know, people don't think that I'm 47. You know, they like, even with the gray hair, I wouldn't put you over 37. So I have 20-something-year-olds trying to talk to me. And I'm like, the only thing you can do for me is go get your daddy and your granddaddy. Because there's nothing. I have a son your age. You and him are not about to be on the couch playing Xbox. Yeah. You know, so. And then uh, you don't. Sometimes you'll meet those mature late thirties, mm-hmm. early forties. Yeah, and it. then I say, my daughter's 33. And then they're like, mm, how am I going to meet your daughter? <laughs> we'll be pulling up to the same clothing store. <laughs> I'm going to figure this out. That's all right. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> well, apparently now this is turning Ramesha into how old is Gunterman. So Ramesha said he's 55. Mm, he ain't going to say it. So he's not going to uh, deny nor confirm. And that's okay. It is. It is. But, it good, is. Good, but the, the, the question but is always is. next. Right. And that's the part that, that stumps so many people because this is the real me. This is how I'm made. So imagine if you go to an event with me and the energy that I come with that. So you're not connecting it. So I'm meeting women at events and they're thinking this this age. And I'm like. Yeah, that's a huge compliment. It is. It so is. How could I be angry with you ask getting on screen and asking me my age? That's a beautiful thing. That really it doesn't make me uncomfortable because it happens so often. Same thing with me, too. Yeah, I get it. 
a I didn't think it was a bad thing. You know, I, I you know I love you and I would never insult you in any type of oh, way. No, how how now, would you, how would this ever feel like an insult? Not to me. Right. But that really wasn't why I came on here, but I thought I'd throw that in there because after yesterday, I'm I'm sitting here like now how yeah. And then I got that picture you sent me from back in the day. So I'm like, wait a minute, I got to connect these dots. Yeah. But um, well, what was your real question to Shara? You had asked me a question about my comment. Oh, yes. What is the, comment, the who she's about to be or display to the world right. around us. So Here it is. there is so much more to me than humor and attitude. But on these shows, when I interact with some of y'all, you know, and some of the topics we talk about, whenever we start talking about dating topics, that's what you're going to get from me, humor and attitude. Now, if I start talking about the how to be a wife or what kind of wife, you know, I may get a little deeper and a little bit more calmer. And on Gunter Man's show, I knew it was going to happen. I knew because he he makes you dig deep. He is not going to be keeping on the surface level. Ain't about to be no kiki, no ha ha. You know, he is going to ask those questions that make you get to the root of some things. So I kind of knew that was coming. So not only you, well, you guys have seen the attitude and the ha ha and the kiki and the uh, 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 but um, I have some other shows and topics that I'll be discussing where it's going to peel back another layer and you will get to see the more serious um, side of me because. It's, it's going to kind of, you know, deal with some things of my past. And so it'll show you the makings of how I got to here. May I interject? So uh, when I saw you on Gunterman's show, I saw you. The, do you know what I'm saying? Do you understand? Okay, yeah. Like I started seeing right. you. I already I always thought you were very beautiful. Anyway, you just were a pretty woman. Oh, yeah. But when you were speaking, it's like your heart was opening up. You were showing some transparency. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, Tashara looks so beautiful right now. You look so pretty. Because you seem like you were talking from your soul for real. And I could see it on your face. I was like, she looks absolutely gorgeous. But that was from the inside out. Right. And that's where, yes, you know, yeah, I think all those bits and pieces of you are a part of you. Mm-hmm. But then there's going to be the people that you surround yourself with. They play a part in how you show up. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you when you're on my show, the to man show, it's not. Yes, I'm full of energy and yes, we're full of fun. But really, I'm going to get at the meat and potato of why you are the way you are why you feel the way you feel, why you think the way you think. And you can't laugh your way out of that. Mm -hmm. That's right. You have to to address it. Like, this is where I'm at. And these these are the things that I've been through. It wasn't pretty, wasn't the best part of life. But because of these things, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. it's It's when you find out in life as you go about doing particular things, just the doing of things. It's not the doing of things. It's the becoming of things. Mm-hmm. It's what do you become because of these things? Who you decide to be when you dare to speak your truth yeah. is something more powerful than any laughter or humor or mm-hmm. talk that you could come up with. People need that. 
And that part of you will only come out when your circle of friends change. Uh, you know what? To piggyback on what Gunterman said earlier, he was saying, like, when you start having that shift, that metamorphosis, how you start finding your people and think about how we all grew up. We all have a story. We all do. And now we found this network of people. I'm sure you're you're finding your people. Your people have changed some. So look how we talk to each other. Look how you talk to other people. Look how gun to, you know what I'm saying? It's just how we relate, but that's because there's been a a shift. Exactly. A shift. Yeah. Here. And it just comes out and you can't help but resonate and like attracts like, and look here, Mm -hmm. all three of us are different parts of the country. And it's just transparency has brought us together. That's healing right there. Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm not gonna stay long because I know this is you and Gunter Man, so I'm about to go back to being a viewer. <laughs> well, you know what? Can you be a viewer? Do you mind staying on? We're gonna start wrapping it up. Uh, I have one more quick segment. Would you like to stay on and be a viewer online? Sure. Good. I can look at your pretty face, Gunter Man. This yes. is a rapid fire question segment. Oh, this will cool. be very fast. Done. Okay, here we go. So when you answer these questions, it has to be quick, 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 quick answers. Okay. Sounds good? Sounds good. Okay. First question. Uh, I hear that, and you said you're an entertainer, choreographer, dancer. What's your signature dance move? Oh, I don't know what the running man. <laughs> Lord. No, typically the wave. Oh, typically the wave. he stole my move. Yeah, typically the wave. Wait, I'm gonna pass it to to sure it to sure you pass it up the gun to me. Yeah, because you know I'm a I'm a rather big guy and people like surprise like how can you move so liquid like? <laughs> you said big. Well, yeah, I'm. 215 pounds. Oh, okay. You, you, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> okay. Gun to men. <laughs> why, why? That's not, that's not big to you compared to men you dealing with. What? No, I'm 200. So I'm five, eight. So I'm like, you still look rather small on screen. Oh, good. See, screen. Yeah, I'm like, you, you look so tiny. <laughs> really? Yes, I guess. Well, you would have seen. I would have showed up at when all the men in shop talk get together in the ATL. Right, I like, like, where is this dude? Where's little guy? Well, I ain't that tall, but I'm a big guy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay Bessie, I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. Next question. <laughs> all right, Gunterman. So you played a lot of songs that. Fill the dance floor. What's what's the one song that you know will fill the dance floor up? I'm an MC. I'm an MC from Caribbean background. That's so what I'm me, about. I'm a soca music man. Me, uh-huh. I love soca music. That's my music. Now, what I do for a living is completely different. It's more Americanized. But me, for my music, it's always soca. Well, my mom is from the British Virgin Islands, Tortola. My dad is from Jamaica, Mandeville, and me, I'm adopted Trinidadian. That's right. A Trini. A Trini. What boy? Oh gosh, no girl. <laughs> I love it. Okay, wait. So now it's coming together. 
Yeah, so I I don't DJ. You said the Gunterman. That has some kind of Trini back. That well, sounds Gunterman, yeah, exactly. Well, my last name is Gunter, but my father in the word, the guy who, when I started to research God and wanted to find out why I believe the way I believe, what I should and base my theories and concepts off of what's actually written in the word was a guy, Aldwin Clark, rest in peace. He He's the one who took me and, and showed me how to better understand the word and finding the truth in the context and let the word speak for itself and no private interpretation comes to this. So he used to call me, he's from Trinidad, he used to call me Gunterman. Hey, 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 Gunterman, boy, come, come, come now, boy. Man, so out of respect to him, when I ventured into this soapbox stand up and speak, my love ties with God and him being the father in the word, I am Gunterman because I'm also proud to be my father's son. Mr. Gunter, my father in the word, call me Gunterman. So it's the best of both worlds. Okay. Clarity. Clarity. All right. Two more questions. Go for it. All right. What do you do to unwind? This man Um, is a ball of energy all the time. Movies. I love movies. I don't watch TV. Don't. I watch very, very little. Matter of fact, Throughout that most majority of COVID, I had no, I didn't pay for cable. Don't give me cable. But now football season's on. That just hits different. That just hits different. Yeah. I was about to have a talk with the guys at the real shop talk because our show is on Mondays. That's Monday night football. So, so the unwind. I grew up a baseball player. I grew up a football player. But to watch, to watch football is just exciting. It's good energy. But to unwind. I'm a streamer. I'm a movie streamer. I will sit and watch that. But really? I won't allow it to steal from my time of, of you know, productive work. Absolutely. I won't allow it to steal time from me. So I don't watch TV. It's zero, zero, zero TV. Do you know, let me tell you something. During COVID, I'm going to tell you, when Kobe passed away, I turned my TV off because it was so overwhelming. I was so sad. And after that, I just didn't turn the TV on and I did not watch TV for an entire year right through COVID. And it's funny you talked about football because that's when I turned my, I couldn't even find my remote. I had to look for my remote to turn the TV on so I, I could watch. batteries in mine. I look under my sofa for the batteries that fell out the thing and rolled under. That's how long they rolled under there. And thank God it still worked because the game was about to come on Thursday night. That's when I turned my cable back on last Thursday because it was the first game of the season. Because I find that exciting. Isn't it? Exactly. Matter of fact, when we get off, I'm going to tell you something about football, but I don't want to say it online. Okay. Okay. Last question. All right. You're in a dance hall. Right. One of the men from the real shop talk comes up and is like, yo, Gunter, man, let's get it. I challenge you to a, a dance off, a battle, a dance battle. Who is going to give you your run for your money? Well, it's already, I just did the Help Myself podcast. The Help Myself, <laughs> John Singletary, Help Myself podcast. We talked about this on the show. It just dropped yesterday. Yes, it just dropped yesterday. So go check it out. The Help Myself podcast, John Singletary, he talked about 
bringing bringing the smoke. And I said, you you don't want to you don't want none of this. He doesn't want none of it. No, but we laughed about it. But yeah, yeah, John is definitely us. I could see us being real good boys, like close boys, talking crap and all that stuff. But that's 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 who will bring the smoke. Okay, I wasn't expecting that, but Tashara says absolutely not. Who you think out of the who you think is going to bring it? None of them. <laughs> I don't even think I can hang with you. I'm like, I can't wait till we meet up at the music drop because I know who's going to be on the dance floor. Especially house music. Oh, oh Gunter, you don't want this. Not the house music now. That's- Come on now. No. Come on now. Come on. Nah, 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 nah. House music and reggae. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Get me no. to on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamaican vibe. It's all good. But I'm a talker, man. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Gun to men. Yes. Please give us some parting words, sir. Um, some of the greatest things that you can remember when it comes to relationships is holding fast to the idea of it's more important for you to love you than you to love someone else. Mm-hmm. Are you an entrepreneur? Do you have questions about insurance and annuities? Are you a new investor and have questions about wealth strategies? Or are you at an age like myself where you're planning retirement saving strategies? If you'd answered yes, then you need to contact Tondaleo Day Financial Services. You know, getting your shift together also includes financial wellness. And Tondaleo Day, who is a seasoned 25-year-plus financial advisor, He is the one for you. His Edward Jones Investments practice provides tailored solutions through an established process to help each of his clients reach their financial investment goals. So whether it's a retirement plan for a small business owner, assisting you with preparing for unexpected issues such as life insurance and long-term care, or consolidating your retirement plans, His team delivers upper echelon service, utilizing state-of-the-art tools and resources with a personal touch. Contact Tondaleo Day at 770-466-0031. That's 770-466-0031 to schedule an appointment in his Loganville, Georgia office. And remember, if you're located outside of Georgia, no worries. You can also reach his financial branch via the web. His website is in the show notes below. You know, when those who believe in a higher power and if your higher power is God, you know, God has set it up in his word for you to develop a relationship with him first. You know, love God with your whole heart, soul, mind and strength. And then it says to love thy neighbor as what? Thyself. The the prerequisite to loving thy neighbor is to love thyself, as thyself. So the relationship that you have with God, your higher power, whatever that may be, the connection that allows you to see the beauty that resides in you, despite what you've been through in the past, the thing that connects you to the world around you because you matter, that tells you that 
you're beautifully and wonderfully made. That tells you that you have the ability and power to make the mountains move. That now that person, that person will now treat thy neighbor as thyself. You will come from a place of loving thyself, daring to live your truth because the other way will never give you that which you seek. And when you remember those things, love God, love yourself, and use that relationship you have with him to teach you how to love others, that is the most powerful thing you can do for not only the world around you, but for those who matter most. You need to be your kids and even your lover. Mm. That was special right there. You know what, Gunterman? Yes. You definitely have qualified as a black man who has his shift together. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, like if I didn't go through so much ugliness by bad decisions, I wouldn't speak with so much passion. None of this is arrogance. No, no none take. You know, saying like I failed so often that I can live with light because now I trust in who I am today. Me being me is the best thing I can do for you. I know that's right. Ooh, I know that's right. Right there. Wow. You know, I'll ask on another time because this could go on another team. No, you could go any ask anything. This is me. I I I'm I like this stuff. Okay, so you said you had your shift. I heard you. You said you were divorced, or when you went through your divorce, was it your divorce that what was the catalyst of you wanting to have a mind shift? Was it the divorce or was it after the divorce or was it years after you started doing some no, self-awareness? Immediately. immediately really? Afterwards. Yeah, because in in the industry that I'm in, I am I'm not just like I'm not just a popular MC at what I do. I'm probably ranked one of the, the best, one of the tops in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um recently. I can actually show like recently this DJ Times magazine is just right here. Just I wasn't planning this, but DJ Times magazine, which deals with the industry that I'm a part of, just did in this month's issue a huge write-up about, about me. Oh, that's amazing. So I am I'm used to succeeding to the point of I can't believe who this dude is. So how the hell could I fail in marriage? It made no sense. I'm close to my mom and dad. I got an example of what love is. I'm super close to my two sisters. I know what it takes to be connected and to stay connected. How could I fail in marriage? Where? What was the disconnect? It made no sense to me. And Mm. like Jerry Jones of the relationship gumbo, I went to school for engineering. The techie side of me, the part of me that understands mathematics and physics outside of the normal group of friends who I hang out with, had to had to figure things out. Mm. So part of that story was connected to that. What I just shared was connected to the things that I wasn't good at in the past turning into businesses. I am a dancer choreographer because I didn't know how to dance. Really? I didn't know how to dance. 
I went to a party in Harlem when I was nine years old. The party made fun of me, standing next to me, doing however I was doing the dance, making fun of me. The party, not You're just one, a, teenage kids making fun of me. And I was like, left that party. And I'm not saying this from this mind. I'm saying it as a nine-year-old boy saying they will never laugh at me again. I went to wow. my home, started videotaping videos, went to my basement, my parents' basement. They had a mirror up. And in front of that mirror, I would practice, practice. My feet go here. My hands go here. This, this, and this. So much so that to this day, you go in my basement and you lift up the rug. There's two huge holes because I used to dance so much in that one spot to practice, practice, practice. I failed. I wasn't a good dancer. I became not only a dancer, but a dancer choreographer who went on tour with a number of different people. Been on tour since I was in 11th grade. You are kidding me. No, this is this is me. Second I did part, not know that. Second part of failure. I wasn't, because I started in the music industry and in relationships at such a young age, when you get into a relationship that matters or you get married, your wife wanted to know about my past. Don't know why people do this, but if you like who you met now, accept that person that all the bits and pieces of whatever they've been through has made the person that you enjoy today. But you get those questions. Tell me about your past and tell me. And I didn't really have answers. And it doesn't make sense to the person. How do you not have answers? I said, well, you got to imagine me being 11th grade on tour since then. All the people I met, all the people I slept with, you want me to give you a breakdown of what? No, you, you're t- used to thinking maybe a particular person might have had five people or six people. So you want to know about that history? I know you're talking list of people. I'm not pulling. I can't even tell you at times when my memory wasn't good, the situations that I'm in. I couldn't even remember the girls that I dated. My friends like, hey, but you was with that. And I was like, oh, I don't even remember it. Don't even remember it. I'm now dealing with, because now I'm doing shows. Right. People are now saying, hey, remember when we did this and this and that? Or ex-girlfriends are like, hey, remember we went to this and this? And I'm like, zero memory of it. I don't have any memory of really? it. Really? Yeah, none. So I said, you know what? I'm going to work on that. My memory wasn't good. So in the industry that I'm in, I'm now known as, Ricky, the memory G. I turned what I wasn't good into business because I can go to a party with 250 people or less. And in less than an hour or maybe an hour, hour and a half, it all depends on the group. I can memorize every single person's name at the party. You're kidding me. So imagine doing a party with, if I go to a bar mitzvah and it's 150 kids that are running every single direction, I'll bring all the kids to the dance floor in front of the whole entire crowd, 250 people, and one by one, I'll name every single kid that's standing on the dance floor. I am used to turning my failures into businesses. So guess what I did here? I failed at marriage. I turned this into a business. So what was the genesis of the soapbox? Stand up, soapbox and stand up. Soapbox, stand up and speak was me thinking of building a platform where people can share their truths about the way they feel about particular things. But it all had to come from a positive place. All had to come from a positive place, meaning that I was building a platform to touch lives on regarding relationships. What information can you share in a two-minute video that will allow people to see a situation in a better light? Well, some people did it. 
quite a few people did it, but it never took on. So now you got to imagine now TikTok is big and people are making two minute videos all the time, all the time. But when I asked, can you do a two minute video? Because you got to remember the climate, say nine years ago, and then you're dealing with the whole Trump situation was going on. People had opinions. Whatever side you were on, people had opinions. So right. I said, let me build a platform for people to share their opinions. Well, I wasn't called for that. It didn't take place. It didn't take root. It didn't jump off because I wasn't called for that. I was called for something different. So my soapbox stand up and speak, the platform to give people a voice to let them know that their, their past experiences matter, that their voice matters, turned into life is all about relationship. It turned into me taking bits and pieces of my, because no one did it. So I had to look at myself and say, well, let me pull from my past and put together short sharings that I could share. So I put together a seminar, seminar that, 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 handles these things that deal with relationship. Don't you understand that your whole entire life is based on relationships? How you see yourself, how you see situations, how you deal with others, all come from your relationships. It, it all defines these things, whether they were good or bad or, or indifferent. They define how you see. So everything in life deals with relationships. So I said, okay, if no one's going to give their voice, I'll keep pulling from my voice, mm. the things that I discovered. So like I told you, like when I do these shows, there's no prep work because I do not want to regurgitate something that I read somewhere. You ask me stuff, I'm going to come from what I've been through, what I've dealt with. And that's what I did. I dug deep. You know, the seven time whys. Are you familiar with that? When you got to keep asking yourself the why you do, why you do, the why you do, why you do. Because you answer why I do X, Y, Z. You're going to give a surface answer. But why you do that? Then you have to give an answer to that. But why you do that? Yeah, they answer that. You bring it all the way down, and it comes down to a lot of times trauma. Trauma, yes. Trauma, things that are, that cause you. I'm gonna childhood say childhood trauma trigger <laughs> triggers things from your past that crops you and forces you by your own decision to do and to respond in particular ways. So when I started researching, digging, and I started asking myself the hard questions, I started coming up with these discoveries, discoveries, like the red flag, pushing past the red flag makes you the selfish one. No one thinks of it that way. You just don't all. think of it like he's wrong or she's wrong. No, you were the wrong one in the relationship. Like I would tell him that like God told you that that person wasn't right for you by revealing to you the red flag. You kept going and now you mad at the other person for being themselves. How does right. that work? It doesn't. How does that work? <laughs> it doesn't. It does not work at all. You know, right. with Tashara online, when we did our our uh, last pod with Erica with the red flags, same thing. And I think we've probably deduced that um we have ignored the red flags with that antenna going off. We just broke the antenna, ignore it, picked up the red flags, made a dress out of it. A pretty red dress, but we ignored it and just yeah kept going. But you know, sometimes it's not simply <sighs> about the ignoring of it. Is that no one talked to you about the green flags? And not, if you don't, no, not right, when I didn't talk about the green flags, how do you go towards that? You know, if you don't, if you're not discussing it with your girls or your peoples or your parents, 
How are you now taking the focus of all that negative energy? I avoid the red flags. So you want to get into relationships. All your relationships, I'm looking for the red flag. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for him to, I'm waiting for her to. That's how you're going into your relationship with all that negative energy. So guess what you're going to keep attracting? More negative energy. But now if you go with the green flags as being your focus, I'm looking for these positive, beautiful things to be manifested. That's where my mindset is. So that's what you're going to start to attract. You're going to attract that which you focus on. But we don't oftentimes talk about the green flags. We so often talk about the red flags. But the power is focusing and knowing what the green flags so you can attract that vibrations. You will never attract a frequency that's not that's not according to the way you operate. You're just this not. This is true. This you is so can. true. I challenge everyone to go back. I believe it was episode 70. If you go on my YouTube channel and to Shura Talks and Dope Discussions with Erica podcast, she actually gave a wonderful list of green flags. I was very cognizant to have the red flags, but to know the other side, there are green flags for sure. Right. So I really want everybody to go back and look at that episode. Watch the whole episode, but if you want to go straight to the green flags, I have time stamped the entire video. So you can just go, just scroll right over. It'll take you right to the green flags. Mm -mm, don't scroll over them red flags. Y'all need to hit them stories. You can do that too. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely an entertaining episode. Yeah. And this one was as well. Gunterman, you. you are amazing for sure. Ah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate your words. It yeah. matters because you guys could only imagine how many people you must have spoke to and shared and 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 allowed to be on your platform to hear those words. It matters. It really does. So yeah. thank you. I'm thank honored you. you said yes. I really am. Oh, and I on. knew I was gonna learn something. I you know, I always have these podcasts because it's part of my, I didn't realize it, but it's part of my healing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, just learning different facets of myself and a journal and it starts, I have all these light bulb moments. That's why I always encourage people. You have these light bulb moments, throw some light bulb emojis in the comment section. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if you could realize and remember this when you, go out there taking on the world is that you only know what you know and what you know isn't everything there is to know. You only know a sliver of information. How in the world could you be so arrogant to think that your way is the only way a certain situation can be addressed, handled, solved in a timely fashion? You only know a sliver of information. There is more information that exists that you don't even know about than what you actually know and then that what you actually know that you don't know. So how could you be so rock solid and it's your way or the highway? No, that's you can't live that way. So when these guys take this alpha male approach, all they're doing is proving to themselves that they're denying themselves an aspect of love, life, and living that you will never, ever see. You will never know the greater side of watching a woman fall in love with you because right. you're stuck in your ways. 
to see a woman look up at you like with, damn, that's my man. Not looking up at him like, I hope he don't knock my ass out. How about that? Fear. You're with a man because you're fearful. That man will never know the feeling of living a life so giving that the world around him shifts. Mm. He'll never get to know that side of life. That's sad. A life in a box. You boxed yourself in if you believe that your way is the only way. No. You only know what you know. And what you what you know is that every, oh, you only know what you know. And what you know isn't everything there is to know. Yes. That's it. There is way more information. So when you meet people and their concepts and their ideas about life, it's easy to let them speak without you trying to cut them off. Say, no, let them share what they believe is right for them. And then you get to share what's right for you. And, you know, so often we go into these relationships holding on to perspectives that don't serve us. Mm-hmm. You know, we put up all these guards and ideas. Okay, he's going to have to fit or she's going to have to fit right with all these things that I want in my life. Where those things you want in your life ain't serving you. It, it is not. Tashara, you put this comment up, but I love what you said. You mind going a little deeper in that? <laughs> well, I'm listening to everything that he's saying. And my thing is, is, is like you have to be open to learn other people's perspectives. And like you said, you know, not thinking, you know, everything because we don't know everything. We may know a lot of things, but we don't know everything. So if your mm-hmm. mind is not open, it will not get fed. Like the old saying, a closed mouth won't get fed. If it's closed, nothing can go in. Right. Basically, if nothing's going in, you're staying at a certain level. You're not elevating. You're not growing. Well, you're, you're not, not staying at a certain level either. You're mm-hmm. di- you're you're dying. Yeah, you're decreasing. That's right. Digressing. Yeah. No yeah. such thing as staying at the same. No such thing as staying the same. No status quo. Either mm. you're growing or you're digressing. You're de- yes. That's yes. it. Agreed. And whenever you think that your way is the only way, you're robbing yourself. Yeah. You're robbing yourself. Yep. It's- I used to be a closed-minded person, believe it or not. In a lot really? of oh, in a lot of things. Oh, yeah. What was your shift? Or are you shifting? Um, my shift happened after my divorce. Oh, I see a common thread. Okay. Yeah, my shift happened after my divorce. And um, just throughout my journey of getting out of my comfort zone of Chicago, Chicago was everything I knew. I lived there for 40 years. And on my 40th year, I moved to Georgia to a place where I knew Chicago. That's right. Okay. Anyway, so he's got to be doing it. (laughs) So once I moved away from everything I knew, Mm -hmm. I realized it was hard for me adjusting to living here in the South. And what helped me, and I still say to this day, she don't know it, but it was a conversation I had with the brat that actually helped me. And she said, you have to forget everything you know that you've learned from back home. This is not back home anymore. Mm. Things are different here. 
And you have to open your mind to learning the ways of the South. Forget everything you know and open your mind to learning what you don't know. And once I did that, things start shifting. I start trying new things too. Cause you know, I'm like, wait a minute, they ain't got open pit barbecue sauces. What the hell? What am I going to do for barbecue? You know, cause I'm stuck with what I knew. Right. Limbs. And then when I became a truck driver and drove 33 States and was in the middle of places like where the hell Wyoming or Utah, I mean, my mind got opened up to so much more. That it's it's a bigger world out here. There are more people around out here than what I knew coming up. Absolutely. So the shift started happening and I just changed. You, you know what, Tashara? Yes. You sound like a black girl that has her shift together too. Hey. Yes. <laughs> One of the greatest gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of travel. It's because you realize that your way of thinking isn't the only way to think. Your way of doing things isn't the only way of doing things. Culture shifts and shapes so many things that we hold fast as true. But all cultural things don't actually serve the real core who you are. So as you travel to, say, from south side of Chicago to the ATL, you're talking about a community of people that you just showed up and it doesn't matter that you're there. Mm-hmm. That's humbling. Like this is a, a this is, is a state that's moving and functioning without knowing my presence is here. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Blind Guy and his wife. Travel will open your mind so much. Yep. It, yep. it really will. I would say if you want to get rid of racism, travel. Yes. Travel because you yes. see how insignificant you are. And how there are so many different ways of seeing life and the way that you see it can't be the only way it could be. Now you take that into relationships. Explain. Allow people to to be themselves. Don't think that your way is the only way it can get get done or feel right. You know, like learn new things. Right. It's okay. It's okay. See, but people don't do that. They, they rather, they rather, be separated from the full, full package of relationship and you could continue to dabble at that, which is familiar. And then when something new comes around, what are you going to do? Judge it according to the thing, which is familiar. Keep your ass away from the thing that's not familiar to you. Mm-hmm. That is familiar to you. Stay away from that thing. Stay away from that thing. So when the new comes, you have new, new opportunities to learn something new, to receive something in a way because you, you dropped all those comforts. You, you dropped all that stuff. You understand? If you keep holding on to the sides and the, the, the not so, not at all what I want, but little pieces of what I want, you keep holding on to that. When, when the opportunity comes, you're going to keep judging the new thing based on the old things. Right. You have shifted already. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing the new thing. New thing. If you but if you don't practice the new thing, you're gonna you keep dabbling with the old thing. You're not gonna practice the new thing. Yeah, so you know, people say, well, you know, you know, I, I you know, I, I keep things spicy. I need certain things at certain times, and blah. I'm like, all right, you keep doing that, but all you're doing is taking away from the one that is right for you. That's it. You holding on to that stuff, and you gonna keep going back to that stuff, enjoying that stuff. When it's time, imagine if you denied yourself of all that stuff. 
You love chocolate? Stop eating chocolate for a long period of time and feel it, see what it feels like to finally get chocolate again. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. But if you keep dabbling in chocolate, now all the big, oh, I'm trying this, I'm trying it. And now you, someone says, oh, try this amazing piece of chocolate. You're like, all right, cool. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? Instantly go back. Oh, it's not M&M's. Oh, it's not Lynn's. Oh, it's not Godiva. Oh, it's not C's. Oh, it's not. What? I'm brand new. What are you talking You asking God to bring something to you, and yet you don't want you, you don't even want to practice the, the new you. That part. Mm. That. God bring something to me, but yet I'm so stuck in my perspectives having to be what I want. Wait, you 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 keeping people at at length arm's length. You still want to dabble in all that stuff and expect to heal? Expect something new? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna work. It's just it not. Is never going to work. Never going to meet your need. You gotta render the old man what? Dead. Mm. Render the old man dead. Let all that stuff go. So when the new situation comes, it can feel refreshing. It can feel like, oh, I've never had this before. Being feel like a kid again. Give you an opportunity to feel like a teenager again about love and feeling bubbly and someone liking me. You know, he, you know pass a note. If you like me, check yes, check yes. Box or the no box and you slip it over to her. Get That's back how I'm sliding those things. Things. What'd you say, uh, Tisha? No, let, I'll take you back. Go to those that days. Those days when you go <laughs> five, four, three. See, 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 we know the age. Let's get back to those days. The origami. The origami. You deny yourself when you keep keeping sides, keeping those things. You can deny yourself the opportunity to get fresh and to practice the new you. You've had a shift. You had a shift, but you don't practice it on the people around you because you're still holding on to old things. So when the new thing comes, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna treat it like the old ways. You haven't yeah. practiced the new. Practice the new ways. Mm-hmm. Actively practice it. That's right. You practice on your family. You practice on your kids. Practice on your friends. Practice on your coworkers. Let it be a part of it. And then, and then, when the new opportunity comes, because I don't believe that God picks one person for you. He'll give you different people that you could choose from. That's right for you. So you get the pick. You get the pick. But you get to be your truth. You get to show up in your truth and say, I'm going to try this new thing. I have no old things that I've been practicing recently. So that those habits aren't coming into my new relationship. But that's what we do. We bring old habits into the new thing. And we, we say, oh, well, we shifted. We, I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. No, you're not. You ain't practice it long enough. You ain't practice it long enough to be different. You might know different, but you ain't doing different. Did I say that out loud? You might know different, but you ain't doing different. You got to do different because in order to do different, it means you become something different. It's in the doing that you become something. But if you ain't doing, you will never become, you never manifest that which you're endeavoring to become. You never get that really what you really want. You never get it. You just don't get it. 
So you get new shifts, but you don't practice new shifts. And then you still expect something new. Like when you get something new, you're going to still treat it like you're old. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Uh, I love this. Erica said, do different. Do different. Yes. Do different. Mm. Yep. And, and Erica will be on my on the Guns Man show, I believe, next when? week. Next week, right? Or the week after? Oh. Next week or the weekend after that? The week, the Thursday after that. The Guns Man show at Soapbox Stand Up and Speak, 730. That's right. Soapbox Stand Up and Speak. I had asked uh, Erica, I forgot which live she was on, like, can you change your Sunday night shows because that's Sunday night football? <laughs> it was on our show. It that was on stuff our show. is real. Was it on your show? You it remember I said the one we oh, was see it? The, the Gunter Man show is from 7.30 to 8.30 sharp. <laughs> Eastern <laughs> Standard Time. Because football's <laughs> on Thursday nights. Just joking, just joking. Yeah, yeah. But, look, I'm not joking. I'm going to have Gator Live. Gator Live is coming up next month. Yep, I believe uh, the 23rd, the Gator Live. So we have the dope, dope discussion with Erica Podcast crew coming on the Guns and Man show. Thursday night's another show coming up. So we'll be good to share yeah. our talks on it. You'll see. You'll Tag see. me on the flyers, please. So I do not miss it. Okay, absolutely. For sure. You know, I must like you all because <laughs> I was supposed to play tennis, but this was going so good. I just. <laughs> Well, you gonna have to get a social life outside of tennis, okay? No, look, but I'm hiding behind tennis, okay? <laughs> I have my tennis no, skirt on right now and my sneakers on right over there. No, no, and my no, water's freezing. No, so as soon as this was over, I was gonna dash out and hit the tennis no, court. No, no, really was no, no. <laughs> you gonna have to open up some space that you're filling with tennis, okay? Um, we're gonna talk see. off air. Yes, we'll talk 23rd. There you go. Thanks, Erica. Yes. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. Gunter, stay on uh, after. I want to tell you something. Offline. Okay, done. You know, you all have a good evening, Tashara. Thank you for joining. You are always a breath of fresh air. I'm oh, not mad at it at all. <laughs> Bye, you guys. I got. I'll text you, Gunter, and Bestie. I'll text you. Got to talk to guys about some stuff coming up. Great. You all, thank you for tuning in. This was a, it is a, the show rolled into an after party. So I love that. I, I love it. Love it. Gunterman, thank you so much again for coming on. I appreciate everything. Thank you for having me. I, it's truly not just saying it. It really is an honor to see um, you do your thing. And then, you know, your show's about black women. Like you afforded me a space yeah. to speak directly to the hearts of women that matter to me. I love that. You know, like we we don't we men don't fully grasp how situations were just so not so long ago. You know, women didn't women didn't own credit cards up until 1974. Women men weren't punished for beating women until mm. what 1994. Women didn't vote until 1920. Women were treated as property. And cultures were set up around that. Women had no means to survive unless they had a man. That's no longer the case. No. So you telling me you have allowed me a platform where I can speak to women about how to love themselves, 
the importance of coming from a place of truth, you don't thank me. <laughs> I thank you. I accept that. Wholeheartedly accept it. Just like you all said, you have to open your mind, expand it. Yeah. Can't be all women on here. Brothers speaking some truth. Ask them to come on, Ursula. And that's what I have done. Right. You know, and, and the thing also this is that culture is so powerful with how men are depicted. Sometimes it's hard to believe that a guy can be like this. You know, like this is not available. Like a guy doesn't think like this. Oh, oh, oh. Or they say, oh, he might be soft. If he's this way, if he's if he's vulnerable, he's soft. I don't know. It's refreshing. Guy. It's refreshing. You know? or, or if he's this way, he's gay. Like, what does me speaking and living my truth has to do with a sexual preference? How does that work? How does your mind go to that? But that's the power of culture. Culture sways you, sways you, but they don't serve you. Culture doesn't serve you. Doesn't serve you. So stop your thinking and understand that there are men out here who will love to love you according to the way you receive love. That's it. I have chill bumps. Like literally I can feel them, right? <laughs> good, good. You know, yeah. it's cool to let you know that you can feel safe in my presence. You can feel valued, valued in my presence. I see you, Sabona. I see you. I see you. Mm. I feel that. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Good. Some Thank really you. Really good stuff. Please say you'll come on again. Absolutely. I love it. I will end on that note. You all, thank you so much for your comments. Thank you for hanging in there to the end. Um, when you leave, get ready to put some light bulb emojis and do it for Gunterman. If anything he said resonated, made your heart, your soul vibrate, throw those light bulb emojis in there. Show him some love in a Tashara. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, um, you all have a good evening and oh, make sure and check in tomorrow. Tonight was a bonus episode, but tomorrow I'm going to have the lovely Diamond Cash on and she is going to talk about childhood adversity and childhood trauma and how she's made her shift as well as discussing her book launch on how to embrace but you have to find out tomorrow. Embrace what? Got to tune in tomorrow. We'll leave on that cliffhanger. You all have a great evening. Take care. This for the queen. Sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means. And being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans. You eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor. Red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Twist your locks and realign your chakras Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip Adjust your crown, you gotta give to the world, sis Celestial body, drink your water Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order Levitate, tribe of Ashanti Black girl magic, melanin popping Whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage You a gift and a treasure You got to love a black girl getting a shift together Black girls are getting a shift together These black girls getting a shift 
joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all. Just for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sin kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. 2020 has proved that we must be prepared for the unexpected, which is why you should contact an Edward Jones financial advisor like Tom DeLeo Day. Contact him at 770-466-0031 to schedule an appointment. Tell him Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together sent you.